0: This is Musical Therapy, I'm Grace,
1: and I'm John,
0: and we're here to discuss what it means to be a musician in a world that's changing fast AF. We don't have all the answers, but we're ready to start having the conversations everyone has been avoiding for years.
1: Yes, we are. And this is our first official episode, Woo! so super excited to bring this to you guys. We have some awesome guests lined up for you soon. Today, though, it's just going to be Grace and myself. Uh, We just wanted to take our very first episode to kind of let you know who we are, explain why we're starting this podcast in the first place, and share some principles that Grace and I have come to believe over the years about things like career, purpose, life, uh, all that stuff, and we'll use those principles to kind of guide the conversations we have with our guests going forward. So... Grace, why don't you kick things off for us? you want to share a little bit about who you are in case anyone is not familiar with you already?
0: Sure. I'm Grace. I'm 29, a professional violinist with two performance degrees and one not a degree. Not a degree? What's that? They made a point to make sure that I understood that my artist diploma was not a real degree when I applied for the program. So, not a degree that I didn't even get like a piece of paper saying that I finished.
1: No, there's nothing hung up in, in your house.
0: I feel like they should have at least given me a post it note or something, being like, yeah, you did it. Yeah, to
1: commemorate those two years of your life. You deserve something like that for sure.
0: Here we are, anyways. But I've been freelancing pretty much the whole time I've been in school means that my work is made up of a bunch of different things. I do a lot of teaching. Currently, I teach with Austin Suzuki Music School. I work with a fantastic group of teachers and students. And I do a lot of performing of classical and non-classical stuff. I ran a violin shop for a little while. That was a really interesting venture. And these days, I'm just doing a lot of recording, recording of other people's stuff writing string arrangements for albums, and currently working on my own stuff right now. Album to be released this year, and hopefully a Christmas EP as well. So that's what y'all have coming for you this year. And here's the thing, I haven't always loved playing the violin. You're literally talking to someone who loathed practicing and lessons. Like I actually hid my instrument on lessons days because I was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, this is <laughs> not it."
1: Your poor, poor parents.
0: My mom is a saint. Bless her. But I really did come to love it, and I think it's really important to share this because everyone seems to think that musicians have this moment where they're like, "I'm destined to do this," and maybe it's because they were conducting Brahms Symphony Number no. Two with their spoon while they're eating like some Rice Krispies or something. As a child, I never really had that kind of moment. I don't think that's real. And I've also gone through extensive periods of burnout. My biggest one and probably most recent period was actually right after I finished my arts diploma. I basically barely finished it. I finished it out of spite because there were some folks who didn't think I was going to finish. And I was like, nope, I'm going to do it. Whether you want me to finish or not, I'm here and I will finish this kicking and screaming. So I think... I say this all just to let you know, if you are feeling any sort of doubt about where things are headed in your life right now, whether it's in music or something different, that's okay. We all feel those moments, and we all just kind of tend to brush them under the table. But they're real, acknowledge them for what they are, and then figure out how to move forward.
1: Yeah, it can be really taboo to admit that, too, which we'll talk a little bit more about later.
0: Right, and I mean, the thing is, I still have this daily check-in with myself. Every morning I wake up, and I'm like, all right, girl, you've been doing this for a long time. You still like this? You still feel like you need to make sound every day? So far, the answer is still yes, so that's why I'm still doing it right now.
1: Love it. Well, I'll share just a little bit about myself, too. Uh, my name, again, is John, and I'm 32 years old, and I'm not sure if we've mentioned it yet. I'm Grace's fiance as well, so I live in Austin, Texas, too. I'm a cellist and only have two degrees, no no, degrees for degree. You have two me. pieces
0: of paper yeah, saying two, you did the thing.
1: Two pieces of paper uh, telling you I can play cello. And I spent my 20s living what I would summarize as a pretty... Typical average freelance musician lifestyle, teaching a couple dozen cello students, playing all of the regional orchestra gigs, flying all over to take orchestral auditions and not advance and and doing all those things, which, you know, may be familiar to some people listening to this podcast, all the stuff that happens to you once you finally enter the real world after school. And, you know, I I don't think there was ever a time that I lost my passion for music, but I definitely did not feel very passionate about the lifestyle that I was living. And as I was starting to get serious with Grace and looking towards our future, it was pretty clear that, you know, it was going to be really hard for both of us to be freelance musicians. And I decided that I wasn't really happy with my day-to-day. It was time for a change, so I switched careers entirely, Started at Square One, and maybe we'll get into, if there's interest from our audience, a little bit more about what I do now. But I work in the corporate learning and development field, essentially, now, and help people find success in in their careers in the corporate world, and I love it. Uh, It's the best decision I've ever made career-wise was switching for me. And, you know, on this podcast, I'm not here to tell anyone what they should do. Or that music is right or wrong for them. But I do want to provide some perspective in these conversations we have about, you know, maybe the check in some people should have about what's really important, what they're willing to, uh, trying to accomplish in their lives, and the best way to make that happen. So, the other thing I'll share, just like Grace was saying that she has struggled with periods of burnout, uh, the thing I've struggled with over the past few years is it did take me some time to get over seeing myself as a failed musician. You know, I think there's a lot of, it's it's sort of a taboo to quit. You know, you were the person who gave up, who didn't make it. And I was hesitant to tell people I was even taking another job or trying something different. I was a little embarrassed about that. But over time, I've realized that that's really silly, and I, I, I don't have so much insecurity over that anymore because I'm just living a much better happier more stable life right now and I would do it all over again every single time
0: for sure I think you definitely made the decision that was right for you I still feel like today I'm making the right decision that's best for me 100% and like John said earlier neither of us are here to tell you what you need to be doing with your life exactly we're just here to lay all options out on the table for you
1: yeah, and have those, like Grace said earlier, difficult conversations that everyone's been avoiding. Because I think it can be a little bit maybe uncommon to talk transparently about some of the doubts we have or, you know, some of the directions we're thinking about taking our lives. So, Grace, why are we making a podcast? You, you know, uh, what, what are we doing here?
0: We're doing this podcast because... We have had these conversations privately for years.
1: Yeah, you're essentially listening to our conversations that we have on a daily basis here. It's just time to record them and shed a little light for other people. So, you know, we spend a lot of time trying to think of the meaning of finding your purpose or the best career decisions. What does work-life balance mean? Things like that. So that's really what we want to bring to you guys is some of the wisdom we've learned, but honestly, we're still figuring this out too.
0: Exactly. We don't have all the answers, but we're at least trying to figure out some of the answers. And we do have a bunch of incredible guests with amazing perspectives coming on here to really dig deep into these topics with us. So our goal is to really have a real conversation about this it's probably going to get a little bit uncomfortable at times but we're not really interested in beating around the bush we're interested in facts we're interested in truth
1: yeah and again i don't know if we can share any spoilers right now about who these guests are but i'm shocked at some of the people who have agreed to talk to us
0: it really helps knowing people in high places yeah so grace let's, let's is so well connected <laughs> give, give all the credit to
1: grace for sure for uh roping some of these folks in to come and talk to us Anyways, we'll have that coming for you soon. This is going to be a weekly podcast, but we want to share with you something for you to sort of chew on before we get to those fantastic guests that are coming down the pipe. So, you know, Grace and I, and all these conversations we have, brainstorming for this podcast, you know, what do we want to share with people? And we've come up with a few ideas that we want to let you in on, you know, our perspective when it comes to some of these things about career. Doesn't mean that we're trying to tell you guys what to do, uh, but these are some, what we think are universal pieces of, of just good advice, essentially, or good things to talk about, whether you're trying to make it in the music field or thinking about something new.
0: Definitely. So. These are things that both of us have found that have served us well in what we do in life and just living life day to day. So the first one is don't get comfortable Sometimes we're forced to change. The pandemic is a situation where all of us were forced to change. I have never thought that something could literally change every human's life on the planet all at once in an instant.
1: Yeah, it's become almost a cliche right now, but it really is true. When you sit back and think about less than a year ago, uh, we were just only starting to find out about this thing called COVID, but it has uh, definitely forced change. And some people have adapted to that better than others, I think.
0: Right. And sometimes, you know, we're not forced into change. Sometimes we actually want to change some aspect of our life. And I'm definitely the kind of person who doesn't like staying stagnant. The moment things start to feel great and comfortable is the moment I start itching to do something new. Because for me, getting comfortable is not growing. And so if you feel like you're in a rut, probably means you've gotten comfortable in some sort of way. So it's probably time for you to change something. Now that doesn't mean you have to drop music entirely. Maybe it just means that you change something in your daily routine. Maybe you try something new. Maybe it's learning a new style of music. Maybe it's picking up a new skill, but Something in your daily life should always be changing and growing. There's a book called, I believe it's Peak Performance, and it has my favorite quote ever. The quote is, Growth happens at the point of resistance. So so when you feel that resistance, that means you're growing. That's a good thing. And I think we always shy away from any resistance because it makes us uncomfortable. It makes us feel like... We're not headed in the right direction. But progress just never means we're going up and up and up. If we were to graph progress, it would kind of look like the Rocky Mountains, essentially, right?
1: Yeah, or stair steps. Right. And I think that musicians sometimes really struggle with putting them in the place where they're in that beginner mindset.
0: Oh yeah, hot take. Like, musicians are literally the worst beginners.
1: Yeah, I think it's true. And we've spent so many, you know, thousands of hours over the course of our lives and our careers from the time we were little kids in some cases for some, you know, classical musicians perfecting this craft that picking up a new skill, whether it's musical or something on the business side that you're trying to learn to expand your your career, can feel very uncomfortable to start at square one like that. And people don't like it, but it's something that you really, Grace and I really think that's an important thing to get used to.
0: Definitely. I have people in my DMs all the time asking me how long it's taken me to get to where I'm at now. When I tell them it's taken 10 years on top of the time I had already spent learning my instrument. See, I started this when I was maybe like 20. And I would already been playing for about 13, 14 years. Starting from square one at 20, essentially, when I started doing crossover and playing pop, rock, and hip-hop. And now I've been essentially doing this for almost 10 years. I tell folks that, and they're like, okay, but... I want to do this now how do i get there now there is no shortcut yeah, you just have like there's to no be willing to start at square one yeah. and it means that you have to accept that you're probably going to be bad at whatever it is you're starting at square one with
1: for sure just like there's no shortcut to learning to play beethoven violin concerto or Rachmaninoff piano concerto or something like that People sometimes think that there are these life hacks or shortcuts into success with another field, but really you just got to start and you got to start putting yourself in that direction see what happens from there. But uh, having that attitude where you're looking for a quick fix can really be detrimental too.
0: Definitely. But I think if you really embrace that beginner mindset and are okay with failing at first, there's a whole realm of new possibilities that really open up for you.
1: Yeah. And sometimes the skills you learn through trying something new could take you in a whole different direction in your career or your business that you didn't even expect before. So it's always worth being in, in beginner mode and we should always be you know trying to avoid getting comfortable and trying something new.
0: Exactly. So number one was don't get comfortable. Number two, John, can you tell us about number two?
1: All right. Our second big idea that we want to use to guide these conversations is called cash flow over ego.
0: Ooh, that is one hell of an equation.
1: It is a it is a really good one. you ready to math? Yeah, cash flow over ego. So we can't claim to have invented this one. I actually stole it from a leader at the company I work for now, but we've modified it a little bit for musical life. And let's talk about ego for a quick second. Ego is really complicated. I think it sometimes has a negative connotation, and it's not necessarily bad. I mean, for any of us, you know, grace for you to put yourself out there playing a set in front of thousands of people or get up on stage. It takes a certain amount of confidence that you have something of worth to share. So ego is not all bad, but sometimes it can get out of check, and sometimes it can really paralyze us and hold us back from you know like we we're saying getting uncomfortable starting at square 1 2 and it turns out that it's that it's ego that's getting in our way. So Grace what do you think is an example of how cash flow over ego applies to somebody building a career in music?
0: Oh that's super easy. The practical application is having to take a gig that you don't want to because you feel that you are overqualified for it.
1: Yeah. We see that a lot, and there's nothing more frustrating than, you know, having to play a gig with a person who feels like that, who's phoning it in, not giving it their best, uh, just because they're a little bit bitter or wish they didn't have to be It's there.
0: definitely not an enjoyable time for anybody, and the truth is, as long as Chase Bank is telling me I need the gig, because <laughs> I got some bills to pay, I'm not too good for the gig, i got to take it, and if I'm going to be there, I'm going to show up and play beautifully because I believe in my art, I believe in my ability. Why would I phone it in?
1: For sure, and I can attest to this for a second, having played a lot of gigs with Grace, that she's not blowing smoke right now. There's, There's no one who will play more beautifully at a hot, humid, sweaty, nasty quartet gig in the Texas sun than Grace will regardless of if there's anyone listening at that moment or how much she's getting paid to be there. I mean, at that point, I almost
0: feel like I should be earning somebody else's check, but.
1: (laughs) For sure. Now, this one also applies for maybe people changing careers, too, whether that's something else within the music world or switching to somewhere else entirely. One thing that I learned in my journey into a different career field is that you know, having no marketable skills, which I feel like could be a title for a future episode or something like that, how to how to start from scratch when you have no marketable skills, uh, it usually means that you're going to start from the bottom.
0: And that has to be incredibly humbling. I mean, I know that was a really humbling experience to be going through the job application process because I watched you go through it.
1: Yeah, you're submitting dozens of applications, you're getting rejected. And you
0: get through some pretty big interviews and then... Just fall short. Yeah,
1: and you maybe you have, you know, a master's degree in something. You feel abundantly overqualified, which could even be a problem in some of these situations. But... You know, for me, I eventually did find a place that was willing to take a chance on me, but I was very much starting from the bottom. It was not a glamorous position that I fell into. I wasn't instantly having something that was fulfilling and making tons of money right off the bat. I had to work my way up, but sometimes you got to get your foot in the door. And to do that, you have to realize I got to put my long term cash flow where I want to get to in my life over the ego that I have right now so we think this is a really important principle to keep in mind no matter what side of this whole career equation that you're on for sure all right number three what is it grace
0: doubt is necessary look we don't like doubt but the truth is we all feel it and I think some people are better at hiding doubt than others I have always been pretty vocal about any doubts that I've been feeling in my life, pretty much in any aspect of my life, whether it's career, personal, whatever, I've always just been pretty open and an open book about all that stuff. And it's very much taboo in our industry to talk about doubt.
1: Yeah, we live in this social media age where for all the great things that come from that, Uh, It can be this highlights reel. I know it's the cliche that you hate. It is, but but it's 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 actually
0: the truth. We don't post the bad stuff on Instagram. And honestly, sometimes I feel like when we do post the bad stuff on Instagram, it starts to almost feel performative. Yeah. So what are we even (laughs) supposed to do? Which is like super silly, but look, the truth is we all feel doubt. Some of us manage it better than others, and... The big thing to remember is that moments of doubt do not make you less worthy of the career that you are trying to pursue and the dreams that you want to achieve. Um, It does not make you any less deserving of what you want to go chase after in life. And honestly, anybody who makes you feel less worthy is trash. Period.
1: Yeah. I think some of the greatest creatives, greatest artists, greatest entrepreneurs all have had moments of tremendous doubt in their lives. And... The fact that we kinda of sweep it under the rug right now is it's a little bit ridiculous and it's good to, to keep that in mind.
0: Right. And I like I said, I feel doubt often. I feel it almost regularly, but it's part of the equation. I think it's super important to feel doubt because it's gonna point you in a direction. Notice I say a direction. It doesn't have to be the right one. It's just going to tell you what your next move has to be or at least let you know that something needs to change. Any sort of discomfort you are feeling in life points to something in your life that has to change in order for you to grow and come out better on the other side. So doubt is part of the equation. I just don't let it drive. I don't let it drive my life. I don't let it consume me. I acknowledge it for what it is and say, okay, where do we go from here? Just take myself where I'm at and then make my next move.
1: That's so great. And I think this ties back into what you were saying earlier where, you know, growth happens at that point of resistance. Exactly. And, you know, if everything's perfect, if we never have those doubts, you never have that resistance that you kind of need to make the change happen.
0: For sure. That book, by the way, is called Peak Performance and it's by Brad Stolberg and Steve Magnus in case you were interested In a motivational
1: read. Nice. This uh, podcast may turn into John and Grace's reading list sometimes, too.
0: We're readers. We love to read.
1: All right. Number four. We have one more sort of principle, I guess, for lack of a better word, to share with you guys that will guide us going forward in these conversations we have, and that is to define success for yourself, or, or redefine success, as the case may be. So, you know... Everyone is going to have different definitions of what it means to be successful. What success looks like for Grace in her career is going to be different for me. It's going to be different from each of the guests we talk to. And the other thing to keep in mind is that this definition is going to change and evolve for you throughout your life too.
0: 100%. I mean, John, what do you think... 16 year old john would say about your life right now yeah
1: no clue would look completely different than anything i'd imagined and i would challenge anyone listening to this right now reflect back on when you were 16 years old or you know pick an age uh, a decade or two before now think of what that version of yourself would have defined as success for your current self and chances are you're, you're living some completely different life and hopefully one that has some elements of it that are a lot better, but it's going to be a lot different. And I think that we sometimes get tied up. It, this relates to the ego piece too, in my opinion, that sometimes we're so tethered to that idea of success and who we are from a previous phase of our life that we're still trying to live up to those standards, even if we've completely changed what's actually going to fulfill us, make us happy, and give us the life that we want. So I think it's a good exercise to do maybe some brainstorming. We like journaling a lot where you're talking about what what does success look like for me right now? Or five years from now, what does that look like? And really free yourself from the previous version of you and how you would have defined that. But I think it's Uh, a really healthy exercise to go through from time to time. You know, right now for me, success looks like, you know, having stability for our life, being able to pursue some of the interests, some hobbies that I wouldn't have had time for before trying to make a living as a full-time musician. So things are are really, really different for me now, and I'm glad I've updated that definition for myself.
0: For sure, and this seems so obvious that success is going to look different for everyone. Everyone says this all the time, but I think we as individuals always have so much trouble embracing that. And we're not here to tell you what success will look like. Honestly, this has been something that John and I have always really struggled with in our relationship because, once again, success in our individual lives looks different. What I want for my life doesn't necessarily align with what John thinks is maybe worth my time. And that's okay. But we have to both be able to come at it saying, hey, this is what you want. I don't really know if this is what I would do, and that's okay.
1: Yeah, definitely throws a whole nother variable in when there's a a relationship or other factors in your life too, and you're trying to figure out the equation of, of all that as well.
0: And that could be parents, family, teachers... And it's okay for everybody else to have their own vision of what success looks like. The important thing is to figure out what your own is and stick to it.
1: For sure. All right. Well, those are our four key principles here that we really believe in. We're going to use to guide our conversations. So just do you want to recap them real quick, Grace?
0: Don't get comfortable.
1: Cash flow over ego.
0: Doubt is necessary.
1: And define success. That's it. So we'll see as we go forward, as we have these conversations with some of our guests, how their thinking on life, on career, on, on building a life in music maybe fits in with ours. Maybe it'll change. Who knows? Season two, a year from now, whenever that is. Grace, maybe we'll have an updated list here, but as of right now, this is where we're at. We're excited to learn along with you guys and take you on this journey with us.
0: Thank you so much for listening. You made it through your first session of musical therapy.
1: Congrats, Grace. How do I book my next one?
0: Make sure you subscribe. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Follow us on Spotify, whatever streaming platform you use. It's going to help us a lot as we sort of get off the ground. And... You can also follow us on Instagram at Musical Therapy Pod. You'll be able to maybe see tidbits from our guests, any quotes that we gather through the really beautiful infographic, all the stuff that you love to see. <laughs> that
1: you'll know Grace definitely put together. Yeah, John, John
0: definitely did not have any hand in if that. It,
1: if it's aesthetically pleasing, Grace <laughs> did it for sure. But you can use that to interact with us too. I think one thing we're really excited for is getting to know you guys too. And we've been blown away just with a tiny short trailer how many people have showed a little bit of interest and downloaded it. So, you know, as we have these conversations, we want to hear from you guys to know what you're thinking about, what you're struggling with, and keep that in mind as we have these conversations.
0: Definitely. And if you feel like you have a very interesting perspective, shoot us an email. We'd love to chat.
1: For sure. All right. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Again, uh, give us a subscription on iTunes. Or, uh, follow us on Spotify, and we'll talk to you soon.
0: Catch you next time.